Like, I had a visceral reaction to watching these fans cheer. Like, you can hear the point at which the 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 lack of sympathy, the racial bias, the privilege kicks in. Like, you can hear it. Just listen. Listen to this. I'm surprised by that, and, and the players are telling them not to be doing that. No question. These Raptor fans have been wonderful, but to cheer for a player who gets injured. And it's at that rebuild that you that, that it dawned on me like, man, that's fucked up. And as an athlete, like, I can't imagine, but let, let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back to the Identity Booth. Y'all like this flow, don't y'all? Like, I'm keeping this stuff coming. I got good videos, man. Like, I'm so happy I had the backlog. I was able to get some of these videos in before things really started to switch up for me. But welcome to the Identity Booth. It's so nice to see you guys. Thank you for joining me. Um, today's show is going to be uh, about uh, the KD situation. And I want to first and foremost send out my condolences. You know, he's a, an amazing athlete. And as the NBA has been my sport of choice since, you know, I'm protesting NFL. The NBA, Adam Silver, who is the commissioner for the NBA, he is amazing and extremely, and in the world of middle to conservative owner, like not owners, but uh, like the NH, uh, NHL, MLB, NFL, NBA commissioners, as far as commissioners are concerned, he's the most liberal commissioner. And I just want to talk about the the lack of empathy, the lack of sympathy going on in today's culture. And it's something that is predominant in our culture, but because, you know, we are in a situation, especially in 2019, where bigotry and and sympathy has regressed because of people in charge, it is having an effect on weaker-minded people. And the Toronto fans, I'm isolating them, but they're not the only fans. You can look back in history, even Golden State fans. We had a investor, Mark something, Mark the asshole is what I'm going to call him. He pushed Kyle Lowry in game three or game two, and he had nothing to do with the situation. If I can find the video, I'll put it up. But it's just amazing to me how this is happening. But, like, before we get into, like, that whole thing, let's keep some structure here. Uh, let's start from the top. Uh, Katie's injury is an Achilles tear. I not I don't know what it is, but just based on the science of just, you know, basic muscle structures and all that stuff, tendons and ligaments, that calf strain is directly affected and connected to that Achilles tear. And it is oblivious to me how anyone with a medical license could say that they're not related. I know there's a bunch of talking heads on ESPN and stuff like that who don't know anything about the medical science world, but anyone who's played the sport or anyone who has just basic anatomy 
knows that those injuries are not separate. They're one in the same. It is the same sense in science. If you mess up your right knee, your right hip is going to also start to hurt because you're compensating for that weakness in your knee with other joints and muscles in your body. It's just something the body does. We are naturally taught. Our body is naturally designed to compensate for is is the things it lacks. That's why when you lose your hearing, all your other senses get better. It's just something the human body does. So they are connected. Second, the team doctor. A lot of people are like saying, well, the team doctor said there was no way this injury couldn't get any worse. That is absolutely false. And team doctors are not the doctors me and you go visit because the doctors that me and you go visit, um, we can sue them and we can, they have like, a livelihood outside, like their livelihood depends on our ability to come back to them and things of that nature. Like they take an oath to guarantee the safety of their patient. These doctors do the same thing, but there's a difference. Team doctors belong to a team and the team's interest is keeping its players healthy and more importantly, keeping them on the court. So a team doctor is going to do whatever it takes to get you on the court not necessarily get you to a better status of life. That is why their surgeries are always a little bit more extreme. They don't necessarily do enough to get you to a normal state of life. They would do the utmost to get you to a point of life where you can perform at the level you were at or better. Team doctors are, for in layman terms, team doctors are just HR departments for the athletic world. They are only interested in keeping the company above water because if the company is above water, they are above water. The team doctor is designed to keep the athlete in the best possible shape without breaking any rules. But the rules are foggy, especially when the only opinion you're getting as far as medical expertise comes from that person of interest. And the irony of the situation is on the opposite team, there is Kawhi Leonard, who was in a similar predicament as Kevin Durant, being pressured by his teammates, his his coaching staff, his medical board at his at the Spurs, and now and 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 Kawhi Leonard can do that goofy ass laugh that he usually does because he was right to take the consideration of his own body into account. And say, no, I know my body because I've been in this body for 30 plus years. And I know when I can go and I know when I can't. No athlete making millions of dollars doesn't want to go play his favorite sport. The sport that makes them into millionaires. But ball isn't life. And if you don't believe me, you can ask KD. Because he took a chance to silence a bunch of non-critics. No one on the Warriors team can beat KD one-on-one. No one in the NBA, probably LeBron, that's arguable. Probably Kawhi Leonard, that's arguable. KD was going down in history as going as being one of the best athletes in the in the world, for sure in basketball, with a max contract due next year, and he has jeopardized all of that for one game to silence a bunch of naysayers about his pride and his toughness. Are you fucking me? Are you fucking kidding me? KD is a world-class athlete. Him getting on that court anything less than 
was him taking money out of his pocket, was him not guaranteeing securing the bag. You are not obligated as an athlete to appease or please anyone other than the person paying you. And I guarantee you, if Katie's on your roster, you're paying him. Katie stepped onto that court and he has no friends. That's how I know Katie has no friends because no one called him up and said, don't do it. His agent, his mother, his friends, whoever. If you don't like him, I would have called him up and told him, don't do it. Because there's no, get a second opinion. But you know, that is beyond me now. That is beyond us. That's above us. The question now is, what happens to him? This is a 12-month injury, and he's 30 years old, so he'll be 32 when he can play again. He'll definitely hop into the contract to take up with Golden State, so he'll be there for his recovery. But, like, the question now becomes, like, does this become a – does he change the dynamic of the NBA? Does does this give – I mean, players always have the ability to go get a second opinion, but is this going to be something that's now mandatory? Because, obviously, these doctors – in-house are not interested in the player's best interest, but the team. Because Kawhi Leonard, uh, another recent part, Derrick Rose. Remember when Derrick Rose sat out for so long and people called him weak. He's had two knee surgeries. He knows his body. And people persisted. And now he's able to play with no issues and with a limited workload because he managed to take care of his body first. It is so important, especially as these black athletes, man. You got to realize, you can't trust a room. Like, I know this is this sounds crazy, but this is why having, like, you know, black doctors and black nurses are so important because it just gets to a point where you just don't know who to trust anymore. And if and if I'm going to be lied to, at least, you know, when you whenever you just see a black person in a super professional position, and you have that brief moment where you just give the head nod, if they return it back to you, at least know they're not in the sunken place. Like, they're not going to let you just die. They might not do right by you, but they're not going to let you die. And it's just crazy to me how they let this multi-million dollar man and the opportunity to win multiple championships later on be derailed by a one-day goal. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, like, let's talk about the fans. Let's get back to that because I was an athlete and I'm here to tell you um, that's un, it is despicable, it's unacceptable, but it's not just Toronto. It's every fan. Fans cheering while other, like, and people are going to explain this away with, oh, it was just mob mentality, but you heard that sound bite. You know that these are people who genuinely took joy in seeing their their team win an imaginary sport. None of this matters. None of this shit matters. It is still a game. Them, Whoever wins this game will not dictate how many people live and die. It is so important for, and it seems like, especially with the dynamic of sports now, it's more important than ever to just take a step back and look at the situation. All the NFL owners except for one it's a minority. I don't know anything about the NHL or the NBL, MLB, but I'll guarantee you is a 90% landslide white versus black. And then you look at the NBA. I don't know anything about that, but I'm willing to bet my left testicle 
It's the same situation. And this is the problem that I have because history repeats itself and that's just how it goes. In the 1950s, in the 1920s, this is what teams like. This is what like these was like Jim Crow and all that stuff. But then go back even further during slave trade times. There was an owner and his workers. And fast forward now. The only difference is they're getting paid. And that's not enough because the as the great Shaquille O'Neal once said, you if you think you're rich, you're definitely playing yourself because because the person who signs your check is where you should want to be. I I don't I don't like the dynamic of the NBA. I don't like the dynamic of any major sport where there's a group of people who have the NFL and NBA are predominantly dominated by African Americans because they have a skill set that makes them better at that sport. But there's also something that needs to be said about how is it that these athletes who are so great at this sport, the likes of Michael Jordan, uh, Kobe Bryant, and Magic Johnson, and none of them have owned, like, uh, that's a bad example. How are the likes of Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Karl Malone, these great athletes, not in charge of these companies that are in charge of creating these athletes. Like the NBA doesn't have a, a system where the, the players can move up. If you're not a broadcaster or you don't have a business on the side, you're not going to become a part owner. And that word owner, uh, I think, uh, what's his name? The, the baby, the temper tantrum guy from the Warriors, uh, Green. The Green's his last name. Draymond Green. Draymond Green said, we need to stop calling these owners owners. They're investors because owner has a bad negative, is a negative connotation. And especially when you're an investor pushes Cal Lowry, Cal Lowry, like Cal Lowry would have beaten this man to a pulp on the street and then gone to jail and be charged with assault because regardless of the situation when you're black you're a weapon just on contact and that is something that baffles me because that mob mentality that privilege like even looking in the stands now if you compare this season the pregame and preseason you see the crowds legitimately change in the beginning of the season in the Warriors season there's a there's more diversity because the the seats aren't $10,000 a piece. And that's why I love seeing Drake on the sideline or Beyonce and Jay-Z, because it's just like, yes, someone who looks like me is there. Even though this sport is predominantly played by black people, no one on the, no one in the stands, but family members and close relatives or people with the plug are sitting in those stands. And that's, and that's, there's something that needs to be said about that. That's an issue. If I've ever seen one, you know, gentrification and and uh social classes aside when a sport is being predominantly dominated by one genre of people and then these people then start to overstep their boundary because the NBA is unlike any other sport in the NHL there's a glass barrier in the in the major leagues you're putting stands in the NFL you're 20 yards away the NBA you can touch players 
players can touch you. There's a there's a genuine intimacy. And when you have situations that happen to um, Westbrook or happen to uh, DeMarcus Cousin it, with the Celtics game and fans just being vulgar. And it's never just a physical thing. It's a verbal assault because outright none of these guys, nobody could stand to any of these NFL or NBA players in, on the street. But they have to do something to make themselves feel bigger so that that player feels less than. And it's baffling to me that we're allowing this. And the NFL, NBA, all major sports, even in soccer, this is something that's predominant in soccer with racial slurs as players have walked off the pitch and off the field due to fans, entire stadiums chanting racial slurs. Like sports is sports was genuinely supposed to be a getaway from the negativity of the world. And people constantly badgered uh, Colin Kaepernick for bringing politics into it. But do you see why he does it? Because this is the only time people will listen to us. And even when we're being wronged, it's still brushed off. Now, kudos to the NBA for, you know, doing their part in suspending that investor for a year. But is that enough? A $500,000 fine. This guy makes $3 million a day, probably. So that's nothing. That's a, that's a pitch in the bucket. Is, is this enough? I think he should have been banned for life. And, you know, just in closing, let's, let me be frank. No, and no professional athlete cares about the fans. The only fans they care about are the ones that connected to them by blood or outside relationships. Your day to day fans, they're, they're an anomaly of, either positivity or negativity. Fans feel obligated to be part of players' lives because they paid money. So they it makes them feel like there's some type of ownership. You're not a real human being. And you're going to have to start respecting these motherfucking players, man, because they don't... They, they, they know what they signed up for, and the thing they signed up for was to play a game. This game doesn't involve them being degraded, humiliated, or... Um, put on a stage to be probed and poked at like a monkey. Like that isn't what they signed up for. And this notion, just because you put money into something gives you ownership over it is a capitalist way of thinking. And it's toxic as fuck. I was a player. I don't remember any fans because none of those fans remember me. And that's just the fact of life. None of those fans will ever care unless I'm playing for them. And I'm here to tell you, believe it or not, Fans would fans will betray you even if you were the best player on that team. Uh, Derrick Rose, an example. Michael Jordan's an example. Like that mob mentality is not a healthy way of being. And if you ever find yourself in a situation reacting to a crowd and not having an ex, having a, a mental state of what you who you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. You need to take a step back and just regather yourself because there's way more important things out there than, you know, cheering for your favorite sports team. These are human beings. These are grown ass men putting their lives on the line to entertain people. And the least you could do is show them some respect because ultimately, ultimately, they're still human beings and they deserve it, period. But once again, you know, I hope, I hope this isn't a a trend. I, it's a trend right now, but I hope it's a trend that we can 
we can pull back because I felt like it was slowly going away. Like you think about Malice in the Palace with uh, uh, Ron Artest and all of those people who were part of that brawl and how how quickly we forget, you know, these these people, everyone has their limit, man. And you're not going you're not going to do it. So, you know, let's be humane out there. But I really stopped watching the series. I turned the like I said, I turned the game off at that point, and I wasn't really interested in the game anymore. And you know, if the Warriors win this, it's because of this final dash of like you know disrespect. Kevin Durant's going to be missed, and the chances of him coming back better, or at a point where he's still dominant to the extent that he was, is slim to none. You don't hear very many stories of seven footers coming back from an injury like that. Kobe Bryant had an injury like that, and two years later, he retired. Like, you need to be aware of the situation that you put yourself in. So, you know, speedy recovery to Kevin Durant. He has the best medical expertise and technology at his disposal, so I I know he's going to make a full recovery. But it's that psychological phase that I'm always worried about with these type of injuries. You know, having the, the confidence to put your put your full strength into movement is is something to you're going to really have to work hard to get back. But um, this has been the Identity Booth. I really enjoy you guys being here. Thanks so much. Um, I'll be uh, be a little tied up throughout the week, but this video will go up probably after the game. This The series is over because I want to catch that wave of everyone talking about the game. But that's logistics. That doesn't matter, you guys. Tell me what you think, man. Do you think the whole fans and players things needs to be it, it needs to be given a little bit of space and a little bit of breathing room? You know, fans definitely take players for granted. And what steps do you feel need to be taken uh, for fans who step out of line? Because um, we've seen players who've done it and they've received they've received blackball status from their respective sports. So I would like to see the same happen on both sides. And for for the in-between time and in the meantime, you guys take care of yourselves. Like, share, subscribe. Hey, liking has really been helping out lately. I greatly appreciate it. Keep doing it. Uh, my last video got like so many likes that I got a notification from YouTube. So that was cool. It really helps the page. But more importantly, continue to identify with me as I identify with you. This is Zero. You're watching Identity Group. Take care of yourself. I gotta go to work.